Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson once again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I'm coming to you for the second night in a row, but this time I'm coming to you after a victory. The Mavericks uh, traveled to Memphis and put up 138 points and defeated the Grizzlies 138-122. to It was a nice bounce-back game uh, with uh, Kristaps Porzingis, you know, not playing the back end of uh, back-to-backs. It was a, uh, you know, the Mavericks started their seventh different starting lineup. Uh, it was a really, you know, kind of, really kind of a fun game, despite the fact that Memphis also sat uh, Ja Morant and um, Brandon Clark, and, you know, the Mavericks probably should have won by more. They probably should have beaten the pants off the Grizzlies. But a win is a win is a win. And I don't really uh, want to harp on too much tonight. Uh, the game got off to a, to a pretty interesting start with uh, you know Seth Curry getting three straight threes in the opening minutes of the third quarter. Coming off a variety of screens. Getting a lot of the exact same looks that Tim Hardaway Jr. got last night. Coming off kind of those elevator plays. Uh, I think he at least scored two off that, and then one off uh, a, a wing three that that I remember Boban setting like a mountain of a screen on someone to free him open. Um, you know this this was you know what we had hoped for in a lot of circumstances. You know you play Luka Doncic with good shooters, good basketball is bound to happen. Um, interestingly enough, though, the Mavericks were not able to keep pace with uh, Memphis, and Memphis you know, ended up scoring 34 points in the opening quarter. Um, this week, the Mavericks have played three of the worst offenses in the league and, of course, have given them a boost three straight times. I don't entirely know what to make of this. Uh, I know Rick Carlisle is wanting to focus on offense, or I'm sorry, focus on both sides of the ball to be able to put out a bit of a balanced lineup. The problem is I just don't know if the Mavericks have the, the, uh, the players for that. And that's the sort of thing that's going to get them into trouble over the long haul if they keep giving up, uh, you know, if, if they keep getting outscored by teams in the opening quarter. But, you know, I, I want to take away the positive, the fact that they had, you know, Curry in and the offense looked good, which, you know, it, it simply didn't against the Knicks the night before. That's something we should be happy about. Um, it's just so funny watching Boban Morjanovic play. He's so much bigger than every other person in the league. That includes Porzingis. That I just don't know what teams are supposed to do against him. The the pick and rolls that that they did run with him and then the offensive rebounds that he gets, he just he he moves people out of the way. That's that's really, you know, funny to see. Uh you know, the game uh was pretty, you know, pretty straightforward in the second quarter, you know, the the uh the bench actually really kicked things off for the Mavericks, so that was that was pretty fun to see. Uh, after you know the night where I rail on Tim Hardaway Jr. for shooting all sorts of ill-advised shots, of course the guy goes seven of fourteen and connects on. You know he looks like a flamethrower from distance. But I gotta say the kind of shots he was taking tonight were simply different than the kind of shots he was taking last night. Catch and shoot off the move versus catch and shoot generally is they're just different plays. And I don't know what exactly, you know, the Mavericks need to do to make sure that he isn't doing these sorts of things where he's catching the, the ball off of these elevator screens and heaving up, you know, 30, uh, 24 foot looks where he's just not good at it. Um, other than that, you know, the, it was nice to see Jalen Brunson have a good game. He's 
really struggled from the field. He uh, His first field goal, I think, was a fast break attempt where he stopped at the free throw line, pump fake, got somebody in the air, ducked under, and connected on an and one. So that was really neat. It, it's he He's really strong. He's a good player. The Mavericks need to get his confidence up. Uh, DeLon Wright had a great bounce back game. Uh, let's see here. Who up? Uh, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is is making the case that he should be getting regular rotation minutes, if not starter consideration. He's shooting too good from outside, and his activity everywhere is really, really fun. I sort of would like to see him play power forward a little bit to see what would happen if you put out uh, him and and Porzingis and see what happens. That would be that would be pretty incredible. Um, by the way, guys, I apologize if you hear me like reaching over. If you've seen me online, my dog Huck is sitting next to me here, and he is itching his ears because he wants to go outside and is tired of hearing me talk about basketball. Uh, the third quarter was really simply outstanding. If you watch the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. The Mavericks did something I've not seen them do this season, which was use Seth Curry as a screener for Luka Doncic, and they ran the same play four straight times, they scored in some way, shape, or form four straight times. If you've read my recap, which I also wrote tonight, uh, it was incredible to watch this because Luca pulled up from distance and hit on two threes when the uh, Grizzlies went under on the screen. And then the two times they, they ended up switching the screen, he passed to Seth Curry. Curry either connected on a shot or in one instance drove in the lane, put up a bucket, but the because the defense was scrambling, Boban got it was fouled, and then hit, hit free throws on his own. This is the sort of offensive creativity that I've been looking for and wondering why the Mavericks haven't done it. I think there's some uh, validity to the thought that the Mavericks don't want to show everything right now. I understand that. That's really what the, the starting lineup and sort of what they were running on their rotations against the Knicks felt like. The Mavericks not wanting to show too much. But the problem is Dallas is simply not – they don't have the depth of talent to, to get away with things like this and lose games. Uh, seeing them come out and absolutely light the, the Grizzlies on fire probably pulled some plays and pulled some things out of their offensive notebook that they would have rather kept there longer. But this is a time where they need to start racking up wins. Um, I didn't really watch most of the fourth quarter. I, I had my computer up, but it was really fun watching the bench. Uh, you know, at least put, you know, keep, keep the, uh, keep the pressure on. I actually went upstairs, got, uh, made myself another drink and came back down here and started writing the recap. Um, the last thing I'd like to hit on before I get out of here is just how cool it was to watch Luca destroy the Grizzlies in two quarters. He played 29 minutes, but his, uh, second quarter stint to end the half, it really, it resulted in a turnover and they really didn't look very good from the floor. So he essentially put up... 24 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists with only 2 turnovers in 24 minutes. And that sort of thing is MVP caliber. Um, I've, I've chatted a little bit about this on social media, but before the regular season started, I actually put together about an 800-word column on why Luka Doncic was going to be an MVP candidate. And then I trashed it. I just didn't want to, to publish it. I didn't want that take out there. It felt a little ridiculous. Well, I should have published it. He's an MVP candidate. I don't know where he fits in that hierarchy. I think he is clearly a top 10 player, and he's making an argument for being top 5. You know, to do that sort of thing without Porzingis on the floor is really incredible. Um, before I get out of here, I do want to comment on that a little bit. 
The absence of Porzingis was definitely felt tonight. When the Mavericks have to go from Boban and Kleba in the starting unit against a guy like Jonas uh, Jonas Val- Valanciunas to playing Powell, it shows just how much their their uh, forward and center depth is is just simply not there. Um, they need KP. They need him to play well. He's important to the offense regard and the defense, regardless of what his box score looks like. He's talented. He knows what he's doing, and the Mavericks need him to play. So, regardless of of his you know development this year, he's going to be a a net positive for how the Mavericks need to play. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Uh, that that basically brings us to the end of the podcast here. The Mavericks have won more games at home or on the road than they have in home, which is pretty wild. They bring their record to six and three, and they play. When do they play again? Here, um, they should play. I'm guessing. Man, they play the Celtics uh, on in two days uh, in Boston, which is going to be a really interesting game because Gordon Hayward hurt his, or broke his hand tonight, and he's he was really finally starting to come into form. So check back in with us over the next few days. Uh, if you're downloading this on Sunday morning, there's also a podcast coming out today with Jonathan Sharks, which I recorded earlier in the week, just talking about his. Luka Doncic article. Again, as always, I appreciate the folks who download and listen. I appreciate the feedback. I'd love it if you talked to me online and, you know, if you went to your various podcast apps and gave us a rating and a review, that sort of thing is really, really helpful. As always, this has been Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and I will talk to you guys later in the week.